Good morning, good afternoon, uh, whatever time you may be uh, watching or listening to this. Um, I'm praying that you're having a wonderful day. This week we're going to continue with our, our leadership series. And um, today we're talking about the, the life of Daniel. Um, you know, he, he, was, he was alive as, as a young man, as a teenager, uh, at the time when, when King Nebuchadnezzar came into Jerusalem and uh, invaded them and, and, and a lot of the young people were taking off, taken, taken off in captivity as slaves. And, uh, you know, the scripture that we're using today is Daniel 1, 1 to 16. And uh, we're going to be talking about his life and we're going to be talking about the changes in Daniel's, Daniel's life as a result of captivity. Um, you see, when Daniel went from uh, Jerusalem to Babylon, he went from being a prince to being a servant. He went from familiar surroundings to, to strange surroundings. Um, not by choice, but because, because he was forced into, into captivity. And he was confronted with four radical changes in his life. Change number one, if we look at uh, Daniel 1, 1 to 3, we're going to look at Daniel's training in Babylon. In, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim king of Judah into his hand along with some of the articles from the temple of God. Then he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. See, Daniel lost his safe and secure home environment in Jerusalem. And he was taken to an extremely different country. Um, I, think, I think over the course of the past year we've all recognized how quickly and radically things can change. And uh, you know we all need to keep that in mind as, as we go forward. But, but as far as Daniel go, um, so some of the some of the changes that he went through, his country where he grew up, it was a theistic country. That means they believed in God, one God, the one true God. Um, his new country was the center of idol worship, and there was a God for for everything. Everything had changed and was unfamiliar, uncomfortable, and alien. A lot of a lot of college students, a lot of missionaries experience this when they first leave home and they can identify with Daniel's situation. They leave home for the first time for unfamiliar surroundings. You know, I remember being in college a long, long time ago. The community bathroom and the shower facilities wasn't used to that. Going from living in a quiet home to turmoil, we could all think back to our, our days in college and, and 
Um, it was just a, a really crazy time. There was no calmness. There was no not a lot of peace. Um, going from a familiar home to a new, new country is hard for anybody. It could be stressful. And Daniel experienced all of this. Change number two, he was given a new knowledge. Daniel 1 verse 4 says, Young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. See, Daniel made his mark in understanding specific disciplines of learning. In a monotheistic God-fearing society, at the time of his capture, Daniel was a student of, of Hebrew history. He grew up believing that there was one God. In Babylon, he was being taught by the Babylonian scholars that there were many gods. As I said earlier, they, they had a God for, for everything. That humans were central to all of issues of life. That study of origin and destiny were not part of good thinking. He was also taught a new language. And he was uh, the, the language of, of the land of, of, his, of his new home. And he was also taught that being egocentric is desirable. Kind of sounds like our, our society today, doesn't it? So how could Daniel keep his integrity in this environment? It's, uh, it's difficult when you're living in the midst of, of a society that doesn't necessarily agree with you or is, is sometimes hostile to you to, to maintain your integrity, to maintain your relationship with God, to maintain your, your ability to, to proclaim the good news. See, change number three, he was given a new diet. In Daniel 1 to 5, it says, The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. One of the challenges you may face when traveling is eating the local food. I know that there's certain countries where they, they tell you not to drink the water. Um, there's certain bacteria that your, your body's not used to. Um, and especially when you're traveling, you know, travelers may be offered food that they don't want or recognize. Um, I, I know for sure that there's, there's certain places in the world that, that they don't eat. The, the same type of food as, as we eat here in, in the U.S. Um, but you also have the, the stress of, of pleasing your, your, uh, your hosts and not wanting to, uh, to, to offend them and trying to figure out the, the local rules uh, what, what's common, what's, what's acceptable, and what's not acceptable. See, the food was new and had symbolic and spiritual consequences for, for Daniel and the other um, captives at the time. But the food they were trying to give him violated Hebrew dietary laws. 
and eating this food would have gone against his faith and his conscience. Daniel's character was being tested again. So do you see the pattern of, of what's happening here? Uh, there, there, there's a series of, of tests, and you may be dealing with that in your own life. There, there may be um, uh, th things in, in, in a society, our society, that may be testing your, your resolve, your ability to, to love God, to serve God. But the question, did, did Daniel have the, the character to stand for what is right? Was he committed to maintaining his self-discipline? Would he have the courage to refuse the food? Change number four, he was given a new name. Daniel 1, 6-7 says, Among those who were chosen were from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. The chief officials gave them new names. To Daniel, the name Belteshazzar. To Hananiah, Shadrach. To Mishael, Meshach. And to Azariah, Abednego. See, names do matter. And, and many parents put a lot of thought into, into choosing their, their children's names. I've even heard it said that, that some parents are willing to pay up to $25,000 to find just that right name that they hire professionals. Um, I think it's a little crazy, but that, that's what happens. Um, I guess some people have different uh, ideas of, of how to choose a name. And, and pe people's names mattered in ancient cultures, too. Uh, Daniel's name meant judge of God. And his identity was attached to his name. See, parents back then, they chose names in response to trying to figure out who they wanted their, their child to become. And, and Daniel did sit in um, seats of judgment for God at various times in his life. But his captors gave Daniel a new name. They told him that it built Belteshazzar. And the name represented pagan religious acts and beliefs. The name represented everything that Daniel was not. Daniel had right responses to the wrong influence. He faced issues that challenged who he was, his past, present, and his future. But how would he respond? Would you grudgingly adapt and make the best of things, or would you just give up? See, Daniel responded with godly character. He resolved not to defile himself. The early days in Babylon became the defining days for Daniel and how he would live the rest of his life, separated from the comforts and familiarities of Jerusalem. See, character helps a person do what is right, even if it is hard. You know, one night I was out running um, a long, long time ago, and I didn't feel like running that particular night, and um, I thought about quitting. I thought about giving up walking home. 
But then I started thinking, you know, character is what happens when nobody's watching, when no one is looking. And, and that's, that's the true judge of your character. Are you able to continue doing the right thing, even when it's easy to quit, even when it's easy to give up? See, when Daniel made up his mind not to defile himself with Babylonian beliefs, he showed credibility. He showed courage. And, you know, we all experience fear in life. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is deciding to do the right thing in spite of that fear. He showed consistency. He showed respect. He showed trust. He became an example for other Hebrew young people who had also been forced into the new system. He gave them a reason to overcome and celebrate their God. And he also learned the benefits of diplomacy. You see, in the early years of Daniel's life, he learned the important skills that led to him to being able to, to use diplomacy in his new situation. He used great wisdom in diplomacy in responding to his captors' wishes. Daniel became a cool and calm diplomat. He presents his situation to new authorities in a compelling manner. And he did this without having to negotiate away, negotiate away any conviction. Daniel 1 to 8 says, But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief officials for permission not to defile himself this way. Now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I'm afraid of my lord the king, who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? The king would then have my head because of you. Daniel then said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for ten days. At the end of ten days they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. You see, what happened there? Daniel approached his immediate supervisor with a request. But he did that after he had already established a relationship with, with the, this, this person. Um, Wherever you are, in, in your school, in your workplace, um, you need to be developing relationships. Relationships with non-Christian men and women. And, and, and there's a reason for that. The, the reason is so that when you have a request, 
they don't hate you because you've been putting them down for 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 their their troubled beliefs. You see, he said that he knew the food they were given was to strengthen them for their work. So so he showed he showed his um, his supervisor that he understood the reason behind their their actions and what why they were doing what they 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 were doing. But he also told them that if, if he and his friends could eat the diet of their youth for ten days, their work, their attitudes and health would be better. And the plan worked. See being the diplomatic and gracious, Daniel made his stand and kept his integrity. We can gain favor with a hostile world through good character. Have nothing bad to say. Don't don't be the the man or the woman at work who's standing by the coffee machine complaining the whole time, putting other people down, gossiping, whatever. Be true to your character. Be true to who God made you to be. See, as a Christian, if you live this way, you can create more options, you can lessen hostilities, and you'll have more chance to talk to people about Jesus. Don't compromise the truth, but just change the way you respond. See, early decisions set a pattern in Daniel's life. The patterns we create early in life will impact future decisions. Whether it's good or bad, the things that you're doing today will, will, will um, guide you into your future. One of the best decisions that I ever started doing at a young age was, was developing the habit of exercise. And to this day, I still do it. And there's many bad decisions that I made along the way, um, which I struggle with, just like everybody else. See, our choices direct the lives we lead. Daniel decided early not to pollute himself with things that could interfere with his pursuit of God. How are you doing with that? Are you finding time to spend with God? Do you find yourself buried with your phone in your face more often than, than not? You need to work on that. You see, Daniel became a model of character and integrity. Daniel told the truth even when it was risky. He did it in a diplomatic way, but he still told the truth. He didn't compromise on his truth. And you should never compromise on the truth either. In Daniel 2, Daniel was called to interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream. When Daniel was brought in to interpret the dream, there was tension in the palace. See, the king was disturbed and could not figure out his dream. And back then, people play, placed a lot of importance on the, on the dreams that they were having. Um, his dream team, the people that he, he had in place to interpret his dream, couldn't do it. They couldn't, they couldn't come up with a meaning. The problem is, if they couldn't interpret the dream, they'd be executed. But Daniel, being a man of character, asked an official if he could interpret the dream. He told the king that no man could interpret the dream, but that God could.
see the result of the accurate interpretation, and this is the result of, of all the actions that we try to do with the right motives. Um, God was glorified. The king was impressed. Daniel was promoted to a higher level of influence within that, within that society, within that kingdom. And that should be, um, we don't want to fit into the world. We don't want to live by the world's standards. But we can still rise to places of influence within this world and, and, and make a difference. See, Daniel took a risk to interpret the dream. He took a risk to tell what the dream, the truth about it and what the dream meant. He could do it because he trusted God. For him, being prideful and lying weren't an option. See, Daniel lived the truth even when it was unpopular. Daniel rose to the highest level of power and influence directly under the king. He lived through two kingdoms, the Babylonian and the Persian empires. Both kingdoms knew he was necessary to their success. And when you make yourself available to God, he'll, he'll do the same in your life. See, Daniel became the focus of jealousy by others who resented his rise to, to influence. And how many times that, does that happen in, in our society, in our world? See, his co-workers were trying to destroy his public influence. They tried to find something in his past to force him out of office. But he was faithful and trustworthy. And they only found that he was a faithful servant of, of God. That's the only thing that they could find on him. If you look at a lot of uh, workers in the government today, you know, uh, there's a lot of dirt out there. And... and uh, it would probably be easy to find things on, on people to, to remove them from positions of authority. But not Daniel. He, he stuck to his convictions, to his beliefs. The, the jealous peers made a proposal to the king that appealed to the king's ego. They suggested a law that everyone pray only to King Darius as God. Prayers to other gods would be treason and would lead to execution. Darius made it a law, and with it also sentenced Daniel to possible death. His co-workers knew Daniel would never deny his God. Is your faith that strong? Are you in a position where you'll never deny God? You need to get there if you're not already there. Daniel was sentenced to be thrown into the lion's den. But God saved him. Darius realized he was wrong and God received the glory. See, a lot of times we go through situations in life where we're on the edge of disaster and God gets us out of that particular situation. And what do some of us do? Oh, look at me, I'm so great. I got myself out of this situation. No, that's not what happened. God got you out of this situation. See, Daniel worked honoring his God and maintaining his integrity. You need to build a foundation early. Develop and maintain your own character and integrity. 
It's your responsibility. Here are some early and practical steps to help you accomplish that, to develop your, your leadership skills, to, to develop integrity that, that'll put you into positions of, of influence, of doing mighty things in God's name. See, discipline yourself to do two necessary things you don't like every single week. It's easy to get comfortable. You come home, sit in front of the TV, eat your popcorn, whatever, whatever you do each day, and we, we get caught up in a cycle. But don't do that. Don't allow that to happen to you. Figure out what needs to be done each and every week to move a little bit further. Two things. Set clear and specific goals for yourself. I've been um, I've been looking into uh, creating some whys and the power of why. See, when you have goals and you have a reason for achieving them, you become unstoppable. Even on your worst days, if you have these whys and they're strong enough to, to push you on, You'll accomplish what God said uh, for you to accomplish. Learn the whys behind God's commands. You know, many of us who, who uh, claim to know the word of God, we don't look behind the surface and see, oh, what's the reason for communion? We go to church and once a month they pass around the, the crackers and, and, the, and the grape juice and, and we just take it. Figure out why. Figure out why God asks us to do certain things, why He tells us to do certain things, why we need to act in a certain way. Find a mentor. It's important. Write down the promises you make. Be a promise keeper. We live in a world where it's so easy to, to just... Uh, let the promises that we make get swept under the rug. Don't do that. Be different. Be a promise keeper. Take responsibility for your actions and your emotions. You're responsible for you. Never forget that. And look at the actions behind your motives. Look at the motives behind your actions, I should say. See, Daniel possessed character and integrity. When you combine character with courage, you have an incredible person of God. Mix in God's favor, and you have a person who can influence influencers. You have a person who can lead through good and bad times. I challenge you today to, to do these things. The world's in need of good, strong Christian leaders. But you don't need to be a Bible scholar. You don't need to understand every little thing about the Bible to, to be a Christian leader. In fact, in, in Jesus' day, the Bible scholars got it wrong. They claimed to know everything, but they got it, they got it very wrong. So, so work on becoming a Christian leader. Grow. Do, do things this week. Two things. Set your goals. Take a little time this weekend. Sit down. 
figure out what you want to do in God's kingdom. Just pray. That's a very important part of setting your goals. Make sure God's guiding you in that, and it's not your own selfish desires. Learn the wise. Study. You know, there's plenty of audio Bibles out there. You can listen while you drive. Find a mentor at church. Probably the best place. Write down the promises you make. Keep your promises. Take responsibility for your actions and your emotions. Your good habits and your bad. Look at the motives behind your actions. Make sure you're doing it for God's glory, not your own glory. And with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, we come before you. We thank you, God, for, for this time together, Lord. We thank you for uh, your word. We thank you for shaping and molding us, God, into the men and women that you, you want us to be. Let us boldly go out into the world today, Lord. Let us be leaders. Let us proclaim your word. Let us live by example, Lord. Let the things that we do and say glorify you. Let us serve you, Lord. In, in a society that seems to be uh, going through through the motions with no direction, God, use us. Put us in places of, of influence. Put us in places of decisions that will glorify you, that will honor you, that will... Uh, lead other people into a relationship with you. Lord, we thank you for this day, and we just pray for um, your will in all of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.